Yo, what up? What up? What up, man? Welcome to uh, what, episode twenty-eight. Episode twenty-eight of the Carbon Footprint. Welcome, welcome. That's for awesome. Those, for those of you who uh, first-time listeners, um, Juan and I get together. I'm Sean. He's Juan. Uh, we get together once a week, have a couple of drinks, and talk about everything under the sun. Yeah, man. Yeah, and then we we usually have a little uh, the drink, obviously as uh, Sean just mentioned. And uh, this week we got a uh, Sean surprised me. He know my love language is alcohol, so he came up with a little <laughs> came up with a little uh, mixture here. It's a uh, Corazon tequila, and then uh, and then we did what lemon juice, some uh, blue agave, some club soda, and some lime. Uh, probably about an ounce each of the mixers, right? And then uh, ounce, ounce to an ounce and a half. Yeah, yeah. ounce to an ounce and a half of each one. A uh, highball glass, you know, some tequila, probably close to two ounces of the tequila, and then top it off with the club soda. It's fire. It's good. I know, the, uh, oh, it's called uh, the Juan Collins. Juan Collins. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, so the carbon footprint of the week that I got this week goes out to our military. Obviously, this past week, um, it was Veterans Day, but it was also my beloved Marine Corps birthday. Happy 245th birthday to all my devil dogs. Ooh. Is that, is that devil dogs? Is that what the... Yeah, man. This um, devil dog, the, the terminology comes from, I believe it was it's either World War One or II. Um, the, the Germans um, called us. I'm going to jack up this, um, the pronunciation, but it's like two for hunting. Huh. And, it, okay. and, and it means like devil dogs. And it was because of the way that the Marines were fighting that they were just like, yo, like these dudes are crazy. <laughs> <laughs> That's fire, bro. Um, and so, yeah, so it was the 245th birthday of the of the Marine Corps. Um, you know, they were founded in a bar in uh, 1776. No, yeah, 70, say, no, 75, 75. Nah, because you said what two forty five? Yeah, yeah, yeah seventy five. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. seventy five. Yep. Sorry, guys, I've, I've I've had a few of these, uh, I've had a few of these tequilas already, so you know, memory doesn't serve me too well. <laughs> um, but no, no, man, I just wanted to shout out to you know, like I said, to obviously to all my 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 fellow Marines out there, but also to all of the men and women of the armed forces for you know always being ready to to stand against all enemies. Um, for the sacrifice you guys make every day and and also for the sacrifice that that the families the families of the of the service members make you know on a on a daily basis man and you know as a nation man we are forever grateful yeah hell yeah man shout out shout out military every branch man yeah, you guys are uh, you guys are awesome even, i respect it even more <laughs> even you even you navy guys out there you squid you squids you squid. we love we love you guys too shout out to those guys man fucking yeah, this Yo, is why we get to sit here and talk shit. That's right. On the internet. Because <laughs> <laughs> guys like that. Man. Yo, and it was uh, two military guys that went up um, was it yesterday, right? Last night with the the, the SpaceX launch. Yeah, yeah. Um, for those of you who don't know, we do record on Mondays. And so last night, uh, SpaceX sent their first, um, the sort of first successful, like, full-fledged taxi flight to um, to the space station. Last time was... Four uh, dudes? Four people. Four people. Four people. It was, uh, it was uh, three men, one woman. Uh, the, the, the three, I believe it was uh, the, the two guys, actually military guys. Um, one of them from the Navy, one of them from the Air Force. Um, there was a, a physicist that was a woman. And then there was a guy from Japan. I don't know what his role was. 
Um, but this guy ended up being like uh, like one of the first guys in like the last 40 years to like go on like three different spacecraft up, you know, up to. Up oh, to so the, this, uh, this, the, the guy from Japan? The guy from oh, Japan. Awesome. Yeah. So he's probably done it for the Soyuz capsule, I would imagine, whatever Japan has, or maybe. Right, if you get, if you get by Japan, have. Russia, and us. Because this is what, the Dragon Crew? The one that went up earlier this year in May was just two guys. It was like a test flight. It was basically. a test flight. Like, make sure it works. And yep. then this was the first one where they actually put, like you said, a whole crew. Yeah. And then, and then, uh, and then I guess this is a, not a test, but this is to prove that hey, you can do this on a regular basis using. Oh well, no, this is actually one of this, this is actually like like the first of of regular flights that are going to happen. So they're going to stay up there until like April. I want to say it's like March or April. They're going to stay up there until, and then they're going to come back. But this is going to be like a constant back and thing, forth, like right? every six months. So, right. So essentially, saying. this is like U.S. is back in the game. Um, one of the things that I read was that it's been a decade, right, since the U.S. Uh, yeah, it was uh, like, it was like 2011, right? Wow. Was when was when they retired the uh, I think it was 2010, 2011 around there. Yeah. Um, Which people will knock Obama. Obama ended the the, the space shuttle program, right? And so what I've read was that it was it was um, Dude, because of the was, way it was old. Man. That and that's exactly what it was. It was like people were like, oh, he ended it. It wasn't so much he ended it like it was a long term game. He went. The way I guess the the government budgets and all that work and the shuttles, like you would have to keep recycling these same shuttles that had been in use for a long time. And so essentially what he does is like, no, we're going to end that. And then you just bring it back in a few years and then you kind of can throw new money to it. Like it comes back as like a new program because, you know, Uh, now we have a military branch called Space Force. Yeah, and so one and of, actually one, one of the guys on there, which was uh, Michael Hopkins, he was sort of the main like the commander on the on the ship. So he was like former um, U.S. Air Force, but is now U.S. Space Force. Okay, so he so he's okay. Yeah, see, man, listen, uh, future wars, man, yeah. in space, and uh, and I think this is Musk's way of getting us eventually to Mars right. is being able to do this on a consistent basis. And I think Moon is next in three or four years, supposedly. Moon, dude. They're about to so put you know Wi-Fi that, on the moon. You saw that shit? No, I didn't see that. But you know that they have like um, the whole like you know the 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 moon landing, right? So like Apollo eleven, um, and then there's obviously there's the conspiracy theorists that say like it never happened. Mm-hmm. Did we land on there? I didn't know this. I, I I actually thought it was only the Apollo eleven that landed on the moon. Apparently, we've landed on the moon like seven times. Yeah, no, no it's a lot during that yeah, whole space that, race. That, we did it a during bunch. that yeah. right during that time. Why am I just hearing about this? <laughs> <laughs> Well, and that's what the conspiracy theorists will say. It's like, oh, how come they don't teach it as much and force it because they knew it was kind of a staged, you know, like that's one of the many reasons, right? Yeah, but did like, you see? So, like in the in Apollo Eleven, one of the one of the big things was, um, you know, like when they were sort of coming back, like they had this really tight window, and then you know all these things went wrong, and then they had to, you know, like the engineers engineers had to get together and and figure out like how they're going to get back essentially. So it was like. They should have died. The guys from 11? The, the guys in 11. Like, they shouldn't have made it back. But they did, right? And it was like this miracle. And that's why all, like, the 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 different movies that you, that you see about Apollo 11. Bro. Yeah, 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 no. right. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so I've always thought, and again, I just, I've never done the research. I've always thought, like, that was the only time. But then it was one of my sons that asked me this this past week. And I'm, and I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was just once. I looked it up and I was like, oh, shit. It was like six or seven times. We did it. A bu- I think that was the first time is the one we see all right. the time. And then we did it a bunch during that during that race. And then, it, and then and then if you if you've done it that many times, what are you going back for? Like, bro, the aliens, dog, we dropping off gifts. <laughs> <laughs> it's anniversary gifts. <laughs> Remember when I met you a year ago at this time? Dude, it took um um. I don't know how long it takes to get to the moon, but just to get to the space station, 
it's like 22 hours, I want to say. And it's not even like space space. Like the space station right. is oh, in tw- our orbit sorry. still. 27 and a half hours it takes to get there. Um, but get this shit, bro. Fully automated. So it docks, it does the, the whole like. The, the, the pilots can take over if needed, but fully automated. Nah, the machine's better. And I go, I go, yo. What are we doing? What are you complaining about at your job that you can't do? (laughs) (laughs) We launching guys in, bro, like, you you know those little eggs you get from the 25 cent machines? Like, we putting them in them shits (laughs) and then just slingshotting them up into space. And you're hitting a moving target. Yeah, it's traveling at like 17,000 miles per hour. And then it's like, I hope it hits right there at this exact time. And like I said, so I I thought about today, I'm like, what am I complaining about at work that I can't get done? And and these dudes are automating, you know, sending something into space and then docking it somewhere, docking it to an object that's moving at 17,000 miles per hour. Reggies ain't going to feel themselves, bro. (laughs) (laughs) That's insane, bro. Dude, so he, uh, so what was it? it was, you said it was like two military dudes, a physicist. Do they have a specific purpose on the mission this time, or is it? You know what's funny, man? I don't know what each of their purpose was, but um, the 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 lady that went up is Shannon Walker. So she's a physicist. When they interviewed her, she was like, she was she made her like a what I thought was a great point. She goes, "We all need to be so diverse, and from so many different diverse backgrounds." And then even within that, we all need to be able to do diverse things because we're there's because there's just four of us and we have to be able to do the different things to to make this uh, mission successful. That makes sense, man, because I guess if you got stuck, right, if something happened, you want to have all these people who are experts at, you know, yeah, like survival. Somebody, somebody or, passes out. Yeah. You got to have right? a doctor, right? Or something. Oh, yeah. no. But even like the commander passes out. Somebody has to be able to do his job. Yeah. Like, they all need to be able to know at least a little bit about what everybody's job is so that in case somebody goes down for whatever reason, we can just, you know, the, the mission continues. Dude, and we bitching because somebody called in at work and we got a cover. <laughs> <laughs> like, where Bobby at? Nah, God damn it. I got to do Bobby's spreadsheet. I got an extra spreadsheet to fill out. Which, yo, there is, uh, there is Wi-Fi on the moon currently via satellite. And then peep this. So NASA and Nokia signed an agreement uh, to put 4G, which, listen, I'm arguing right now. We got 5G here now. You're going to put 4G on the moon a few years from now or whenever they're going to do it. They're going to put a cellular network on the moon. To do what? You know, because the idea is like within the decade, they want to put a base on the moon that people live in, like so, a full time base. And then that, that becomes the launch point. The launch point. Them. I was going to say that, that must yes. be like the, the, the so stopping it's like point. you. you <laughs> matter of fact, dude, have you ever watched? um uh, the one with Brad Pitt, man, the space movie, Brad. Oh Pitt. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, shit, I can't shit, remember. But I have I, it over there. Actually, if you look over, you'll see it. It's a, uh, it's a uh, Ad Astra. Ad Astra. Ad Astra. So they basically fly to the moon, and then from the moon, you launch from there to other planets. Yeah, but what did, he went to like Neptune or some shit. Yeah, right? he went to some weird shit, bro. Brad was out. Or like, there. Or like one of the moons off of somewhere. I don't. It was know. like eighteen months to get to like or a yeah. few years or whatever it was. But anyway, yeah. So the idea is they're gonna colonize the moon. And then from the moon, work their way to Mars, and it becomes like a stopping point in between. Um, so they're going to put 4G on there, because essentially they're going to start building out like a city on the moon. Oh, wow. That's nuts, dude. And we'll probably get to see that in our lifetime, you figure. You'll see a couple people. At yeah, you figure in the next in the next 40 years. Trying to tell y'all, man. And then I don't know, um, 
there was something this week where they discovered like you've seen like a hundred million inhabitable planets in like different galaxies and some crazy like habitable that. planets. Habitable planets based on the data that they got back, I guess from whatever. And listen, I got I gotta go read through like what it was, but like the headline was like you know uh, astronomers discover like hundreds of millions of habitable planets. Yeah. Of course, with all this are, other bro. stuff. Oh yeah, dude, we're we're so arrogant. We think of we're course, the, yeah, like, yeah. like I, 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 I know people yeah. thought I was hella drunk when I was talking about like what if you know like we fled other planets or whatever like. I'm dead ass. Like, we'd be so arrogant to think, dude, that this galaxy is this massive and Earp is the only one that we like gave. Yeah, we're like the center of the universe. Yeah, no way, man. Anyway, shout man. out to those guys and, and our yeah. resident boo, Elon Musk, because we get we get uh, accused Yo, of being Elon Musk uh, damn, uh, lovers. Damn right. <laughs> and um, dude, so Elon has has COVID. Oh yeah, that's right. He yeah. well does he or doesn't he? Because he was complaining. <laughs> Elon said he took four tests. Two came back negative, two came back positive, and he was confused as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I just know that he wasn't at the launch, so he was forbidden because, from being at oh, the launch. Oh, that's right, because he because oh, he had because he had COVID, but he was but he was like, I mean, he, he sort of uh, said that what he had, whatever he had, was a mild case. Okay, and so you know, it's funny, man. It's like um, I said that to my wife, and the first thing out of her mouth, and she's not a big Elon Musk fan, but I think she thinks that the things that he does is you know pretty amazing. But when I told her he had COVID, she's like, "We can't lose that guy, <laughs> dude." If like if that guy's lo- single handedly taking us into the future, yeah, yeah, that's like, I mean, so Do you do you think he's passed on enough knowledge where people can carry on at least the ideas he has now, or do you think it gets lost like it dies with him? I don't think it dies with him. I, I would hope that he has enough people around him now to 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 sort of keep that going. I mean, obviously, even um, um, Jeff Bezos has his own like rocket company i don't know how well those guys are doing if they're Blue doing Origins anything is, Origins i don't Origins, remember yeah. man. i don't remember the name of it yeah he'll be listen you'll be getting prime packages on the moon in no time for the <laughs> he has a, yeah he literally has his own space company he's trying yeah right he's but i think it's geared towards tourism like space tourism but well i think both of them sort of have that idea right yeah. of going like oh we're essentially going to have commercial flights into space you know what they're gonna do with that bro it's gonna be they're gonna charge you like 200 250 k and they're gonna put you on a on a airplane or like a quote-unquote a rocket and they're just gonna shoot you just outside the earth's atmosphere right where you're gonna get to see like the blackness and then earth beneath you and then they're just gonna shoot you back down and you're gonna go i've been in the space like i think it's gonna be massively disappointing initially although there is a unless hotel you get to company. go somewhere yeah like if you get to stay somewhere like there's a hotel company putting a like a space center type thing but small think of it like the size of like a, a single trailer and and that's gonna be a hotel room but probably smaller and they'll fly you to that and you get to stay in that and it's basically just floating around and you know for however many days and then you come back like there's a there's a hotel company already planning on putting a, a hotel on, in space so and it just orbits the earth yeah it just orbits the earth and you're just gonna sit in it and just spin around i'll tell you what man one of the the one of the lady that was on this flight shannon walker she said that so she's been to the space station before and she said that it's it's really amazing to watch the earth from up there because you really like you realize how everything is connected and like when we're so when we're on earth and we're in different um, different areas, different cities, different states, what have you. Um, you know, we're only sort of concerned what's happening there. And she's like, when you really get that, you get that view from up there. And she's like, you can actually see how shit that's happening on one side of the earth is affecting the other side as well. And I'm like, that's, that's gotta be an awesome perspective. There was a guy that just came back from there. He spent like a year there. I forget the guy's name. I followed him on Twitter. Um, but he would post pictures from the space station and it would be cool it would be like yo like like new york at night 
and it would be like all lit up and you know like everything diff- different different uh sort of famous cities um from you know from space and i always looked at that and went like man that's gotta be amazing that's gotta to be see awesome from up too. there and to just live and yeah that's so crazy man like dude i i uh and not not to stay too long on this um the SpaceX thing, but one of the cool things I saw, and we might have talked about this on here before, was that the obviously in the past we've seen the rockets explode on the way up and all that. But one of the things that I was uh, reading was that the way they built this capsule is it has its own. So for those that don't know how a rocket works, it's basically that the ship is attached to a rocket and then the rocket is what goes up and then it detaches. And then in the old ways, the rocket would fall basically into the ocean somewhere or somewhere away from people. And then the actual ship would keep going. And they basically just use the rocket to, to kind of like propel it up, like like slingshot it, I guess, for lack of a better term. The way Elon has built these rockets, it's like you have the rocket and then on top of the rocket. So if you think of a bullet, I guess is the best example I can come up with from a bullet the tip is the only thing that flies off so he essentially did the tip is where the is the capsule where the astronauts are sitting in inside the tip of the bullet and then what he did was he the rocket piece actually has the boosters and shoots up and all that but then on the actual capsule it has thrusters so that if the system detects like a kind of malfunction and it's going to explode it'll actually detach the capsule and shoot it off like the thrusters on the cat on the on the tip of the bullet, I guess for the would shoot off, and then so the rocket can explode, with, but the astronauts are far away in safety. Ah, nice. it's dude. I, the 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 like the like that's he's thought of everything. He's thought of everything. Dude. Like the biggest <laughs> thing you think about like safety wise, like well, how many times have we seen rockets explode on the way back in, explode on the way out, and then that same rocket we've lost them right because they fall into the ocean, and sometimes we're able to to kind of um, go and retrieve them, but they're useless after you use them once. His rocket landed in the middle of the ocean on a barge. I think nine minutes after lunch and like in a precise spot. So he's able to reuse that same rocket over and over and over again. So it saves costs. So if you're going to make this a normal thing, you're able to do that. But then to be able to tell these astronauts, like, by the way, this system is kind of foolproof. Like if it detects something wrong at launch, it's going to shoot you off anyway. And then the thrusters are going to put you back down to earth safety. And then the rocket's going to explode without you, like in the vicinity of it blowing up, essentially. So you eliminate one of the biggest threats in space which is the launch and then coming back in right like no one ever dies in space it's always that launcher it's always on the way in and he's eliminated at least a portion of that i don't know what it does for re-entry but certainly on the launch you go okay that's got to give you some comfort because we've all obviously seen uh was it columbia that exploded on the pad and stuff like that at launch um and so he i guess with that in mind and with a lot of the failures i think he lost some rockets during test launches without people in them but when they were testing they were exploding at launch and all that well didn't he i mean they were like on the on the verge of bankruptcy yes and then and and you know to that guy's credit he was like fuck it we're going anyway he doubled down man yeah and he's like if you know like it was it was literally they were down to like their last test and he's like if we if this does this fails we're out of money and it worked and it worked and it worked, man. So, yeah, shout out to those guys, man. And uh, hopefully those guys come back safe. Again, this is only progress for mankind. And eventually you can't inhabit this, whether it's in a thousand years or a million years. You're going to have to figure out a way to get out of here. So, yeah. You know. And um, and the other thing that this did was um, so prior to us sort of being back in the game over the last 10 years, um, we've been having to to hop on to the Russian ships and or the Russian rockets. And when we pay ninety million dollars per seat every time we had to go up that's with the Russians, ass that's ticket, crazy. Bro. So now, now we take that money, we bring it back home, we pump that into into our technologies and our flights, and then now 
others have to pay us. Yeah. And you did what I think we should do with most uh, entities, which is you privatize space. The shuttles were were over thirty years yeah, old. It's crazy. I will. I don't even like getting on thirty year old airplanes. Fuck. I don't like getting in thirty year old cars. Like, <laughs> like it's a better. No, but the privatized thing was the right, definitely the right way. Oh, to go. absolutely, dude. They need to do that with schools, and I think a lot of other government entities. Man, let the government pay for it, but then let uh, private companies run schools, and I guarantee our education system gets a lot better yep. too. Yeah. Yo, man, did you see uh, um, Shannon Sharp did like interview? So Shannon Sharp has like a, his own like show slash podcast. I know he has a show with um, I forget the one. Oh, Skip Bayless. Skip, Skip Bayless. Bayless. Yeah. yeah, he has that one, but he has like his own. He has his own show, and he interviewed um, Isaiah Thomas. I think it was this week, and uh, it's oh, it's called uh, Club Shay Shay. That's what it's called. <laughs> I love that guy, man. Yeah, no, he's he's awesome. If you if you, uh, if you want some entertainment, you know, follow that guy on on Instagram. Um, but they went into any you know anybody any sports fans out there like Isaiah Thomas was you know great point guard for the for the Detroit Pistons uh, back in the eighties and into the early nineties um, and then but he was shunned from the dream team which he probably should have been on there that's right it, yeah it was like the, it was John Stockton instead that that made it who John Stockton was a great point yeah, guard good, as yeah. well right you know good, so yeah. whatever and and, and that, you could have made space for Isaiah on that man you could have you would have thought right but uh, and and of course like the, the 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 deal is like oh well not it wasn't just Jordan it was like other players that didn't really want him on there whatever right um they didn't really go into that part too much but um he did ask him about just Jordan in general and he goes like you know, what do you say to the people that just say that you're just jealous of like, you know, of Jordan's sort of success and, you know, what have you. And he, he said something that was like, that just made a lot of sense to me. He goes, man, when I came into the league, he goes, Jordan was just, you know, he, they, they came in um, fairly close at the same time. Right. I think, I think Isaiah was maybe a year or two before him. Um, but he's like, I wasn't chasing him. I was chasing Bird. I was chasing Dr. J. I was chasing Magic Johnson. Like those guys were the ones that was doing it at the time. And he goes, Jordan was a good player, but he wasn't on good teams. And as a matter of fact, if you go look at the stats, like we used to whoop their ass most of the time. And he's right. And he's right. And it's funny, man. It, it got me thinking, man, because I was like, remember and a couple of weeks ago, you asked me, like, I think you asked me who's the best quarterback ever. And my first thought was Joe Montana. And then I thought about it and I'm like, no, no, it's Tom Brady. Right. Like now that I think about it, it's Tom Brady. But I wonder, man, like how much of of the, the whole Jordan is the best is our views when we were kids. Like, when, so right. So think about this. Right. When when you're a kid. You're like if 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 your dad was around, right? If you had a father figure, whatever. Like those guys were like superheroes. They were, you know, they're they're strong, they're fast, they're right, like all of that. And then and when you get to be an adult, you see that they're not really they weren't really as strong and as fast as you probably thought they were. But that that childhood memory of how great, how big, and how great things were, you can do anything, man. It, yeah. I remember dogs in my neighborhood that I thought were huge. They were, you they're get not bigger, big. and you're like, huh. Yeah, they weren't that big. Yeah. So everything's just bigger, greater when you're a kid, right? So so going with that, with that thought, I was like, man, I wonder if some of it is that. Even though I was still, I, I was sort of a young adult, but Jordan was older than me, right? Or Jordan is older than me. And at the time... It was like as a as a young kid growing up with, you know, I'm, I'm like, you know, say like 12, 12 years old, say, right. He comes into the league. He's 
you know, lighting things on fire, even though they're not winning. But then he gets into those great teams and then he's doing these great things. He's winning championships. And then now that memory in my head is just like, oh, my God, this guy is out of this world. Whereas as an adult, I see LeBron come in. And do I think that LeBron is great? Absolutely. I, but I will tell you, I don't have that same, that same awe that I did for Jordan, not because Jordan was greater, but I think it was because I was a kid and I said, holy crap, look at this guy fly. And I think that kids that see, that see uh, LeBron will have that same memory of LeBron doing these great things and flying high and dunking and blocking shots and all of this. Like, I think that that generate this generation, this younger generation will look at that guy and go, yo, greatest player ever. Yeah. Yeah. I think anybody my age, right? Like, so I'm 34. So I think anyone my age or younger is going to go LeBron or Kobe, right? Like, because those are the two that we saw. Now, because I'm 34, I did get to see Jordan. Jordan's the reason I watch basketball. So I did get to see Jordan towards the tail end a lot, like that I remember, right? Like I vividly remember watching Jordan games, like those Bulls teams, obviously, when he, when he kind of came back and all that. But, dude, I'll, I'll be the first to say, so I grew up in Jersey. I was actually a Penny fan because Jordan dipped out when I started re- getting really into basketball. And and so I was a Penny Hardaway fan, and then that was on that Shaq team. And I, I res- obviously knew Jordan. They had all those commercials. Go, but Penny had all those commercials. <laughs> yes, dude. And you know what's funny, man? Is Yo, marketing, bro. The mar- dude, everything you see as a kid, think about this. Like, You ever wonder, man, when you uh, w- everything you learned as a child, you never forget. Think about colors, numbers, alphabet. like Everything you've ever learned as a child sticks forever. But yet, anything you learned in high school, middle school, with calculus and whatever, it's gone the minute you don't need it. Like, I don't know what it, I don't know if it's the way we learn it. I don't know if it's the material or what it is, but that stuff never leaves. And so I think when you're that age and you're young and you're seeing these things happen, for whatever reason, like to your point, that stuff implants in your head. Um, So for me, like, obviously, I remember Jordan's greatness. But if you ask me who the greatest player of all time, and I almost always have to split it now where I go, oh, Jordan's the greatest competitor as a from a physical specimen and a talent standpoint, LeBron James is the greatest basketball player of all time to me, right? And but I can't argue when someone goes like, "No, it's Jordan." But dude, to your point, if if you ask someone uh, who's 55, 60, they're gonna go like Bill Russell or you know some random yeah. player from the seventies. I was man. just gonna say that, man. So like my parents' generation, and I have uh, there's like uncles um, that that I'll speak to, and they'll go, "Oh, Oscar Robinson." Or, and, or and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. And, right. Dude, and, and you can't argue with Kareem. You can't argue with no. Kareem. We um, almost disrespect Kareem in the way we yeah. leave him out of the conversation. Yeah. But what's funny is that um, Isaiah Thomas, so in that interview, he ranks um, MJ as like the fifth toughest Ooh. opponent. No, no. Oh, no, toughest no. opponent. Okay. Toughest okay, okay. opponent. Not, not, not fifth all time. So who does he have ahead of, of Jordan? Um, I, don't, if I don't remember like exactly. Magic Bird. But it's like, but it's like um, Bird, Magic, Dr. J, um, who did you just say? Uh, oh, Kareem. Kareem. And then Jordan. Dude. I, so, and not in, not in that order. Did Dr. But, J have the career, though, that those guys had? Like, Dr. J, dude, we remember but, the dunk contest. Yeah, dude, but you got to remember, man. Dr. J, so so Dr. J was Jordan before Jordan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, for sure. From right? A, so, you got to from, from a talent. But he didn't win that many titles, did he? Don't I don't, I, I don't believe so. Like, he, he wasn't on the 76ers. I guess I should. Yeah, but but his like his athletic skill level yeah. was crazy, and then 
he had the shoe, right? So yes. that's yeah, when, right? Changed. So it's yeah, like true, you yeah. sort of had that that whole marketing thing that that Jordan then took to the next level. Uh, Dr. J had that had those Converse, and so so again, so those are the guys that sort of that sort of he was chasing. But um, towards the end of the interview, man, he did admit he goes he goes. I think like no doubt in like ten years from now, after LeBron has finished playing, like there's no way that you don't look back and go that guy was the greatest ever. Yeah, and I mean, and obviously the argument can always be one and two. And I've seen people, like I've seen all these arguments as of late, obviously because LeBron gets brought up more and more. And obviously we've changed like the requirement for LeBron because I think he's been the closest threat, right, to that all-time great title. I feel like at this point I'm kind of at the like, listen, we can enjoy them both, man. Like these guys, I think we are. I, and I think we've always had this conversation. I go, dude, we're going to look back one day and go, wow, we got to see that guy play. Like I think LeBron is oh, yeah. it's unappreciated now, t- to your point, because there's all these guys who grew up going, Jordan was the greatest. It's the right. recency bias too, right? Like LeBron's the latest, right? That we're seeing going. No, dude, there's no way we forget how good Jordan was. But I just like I and I've I've argued with people all the time. I go one on one, LeBron would cream Jordan, and and I people were like like look at me. I'm like, have you he's seen LeBron James in person? He's too big. He's, yeah, too, he's big. too big. He, he can guard all five positions. He can play all five positions. I'm like, it's not even debatable. But the like to me, like the emotion of it gets part of it because you're looking back at your childhood, dude. At those fond childhood memories, memories yeah. bro. And it's not even so much of a being fond. I think. I really think that man, it's it's that it's it's the you see he's bigger than life. The hero worship, yeah, of it. He's it's bigger than life, bro, dude. Yeah, and I th- and and again, man, I think we can appreciate both. I would I still kind of now separate them and go. There is not going to be a better competitor than Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan's pettiness, the way he made things up, all that stuff. Like I I, I know stats. People will argue. Like I always argue, LeBron didn't have the team Jordan does, right? And then people will pull up stats of like LeBron's teammates and what they average, like you know, what they average in the playoffs versus what um, Jordan had. I will forever argue with you that Scottie Pippen is light years ahead of Matthew Dellavedova and Kevin Love and, and Kyrie Irving. And like and, and even, again, Dwayne Wade had great moments. Dwayne Wade wasn't in his prime by the time LeBron got there and wasn't healthy all the time, right? So uh, Jordan, again, Jordan got a Pippen, a coach, a Kerr, a Harper, a Dennis Rodman, a, a like a starting, Hall of Fame coach. Five, LeBron's always, insane. and listen, people will knock him for this. LeBron's always handpicked his coach. And unfortunately for LeBron, he's always picked guys that he likes that are friends that aren't necessarily good basketball guys, right? Like he's picked Tyrone Liu and he's picked David Blatt and he's picked all these other guys. Like he didn't even like Eric Spolstra, who we're seeing now was clearly a great coach. Like he wanted him fired. And to Pat Riley's credit, Pat Riley goes, no, LeBron, we're keeping Eric Spolstra. Like um, Jordan got Phil Jackson, arguably the greatest coach of all time. Uh, in my mind, the greatest coach. And again, that's the recency bias because I didn't see Red Auerbach, right? So, right. you know, there's that. But um, yeah, I, I think there's, you could make arguments for both like day and night. But to your point, I think me growing up when LeBron came into the league, I was about 16 and LeBron was like the phenom, like, right? Like I bought the jersey, we watched the games and then he was the few that you see who lived up to the hype. So we've seen this like movie a bunch of times. Very few people lived up to the hype. Like when LeBron was coming out and they were playing high school games on ESPN and all that stuff. And I remember being in high school and we were so hyped and he signed a, you know, $90 million deal with Nike. And and you just thought like no one ever lives up to that. And he did. And year one, he came in, he was high flying, he's dominating guys. He's like in the finals, like two, three years in with a bunch of like, you know, guys who like weren't in the league two years after that, like he lived up to the hype and i think that's my memory as a child that sticks with me going like are you crazy this guy's superman like you know yeah do you know who's in up to the hype man is them damn nfl quarterbacks bro i i don't know bro i'm watching so like for those of you who listen to this show you know i'm a bears fan um 
but man, like not the Bears. Like their their quarterback's <laughs> freaking horrible. Not the Bears. But I started looking at a list, bro, and I'm going like I, so I was looking at some of the games that were that were on TV and and I'm going like, yep, I watched that, I watched that, and and I'm and I'm going like, I watched that because of that QB. I watched that because of that QB. And I started looking at a, looking at like down the list of all of these young guys like like the rookies, like uh, like Tua, right? Tua Tagovailoa, Tagovailoa um, from from Miami, um, Justin Herbert, right? Um, then you got like even the younger guys still, like uh, the the Kyler Murrays, the Lamar Jacksons, the you know Joe Burrow's another rookie, um, Dude, pa- Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes, yeah, Mahomes, right? Mahomes, uh, Deshaun Watson. Um, I even put Dak Prescott in that. In yeah, that, Russell in that, Wilson. In that mix. Yes. And so you go like, and then you have like like the veterans, right? You got like like your boy, like Ryan Tannehill. Um, you got Russell Wilson, Teddy Bridgewater, Derek Carr, Matthew Stafford. Like all of these guys are legitimate QBs. And then you got your old veterans like Roethlisberger, Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, Phillip Rivers, right? And I'm going, man, the league is in good hands with quarterbacks. And then this coming draft, you're going to add Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence to that mix? Yeah, and I'm going like, hey, how many teams actually need a quarterback? We do Bears. <laughs> the Bears. We need a damn quarterback. I haven't seen much of Fields to know of whether or not he's an NFL guy. If you look I at think the Trevor guys Lawrence, I've out, watched a lot. I didn't think Justin Lawrence. Herbert was either. Oh, see, I felt like Justin Herbert was. Yeah, yeah, and I, and I think I even. I'm always suspect on Oregon quarterback. Yeah, but I. So the thing about Justin Herbert was that, and this is coming from a guy who, as a Titans fan, we drafted Mariota and. Um, but the difference to me with Justin Herbert was he wasn't a running QB. And I thought that was out of character for Oregon, where they drafted a guy who could throw the ball. Like, he was big. I even remember, I don't know if it was you, it was my brother. Like, we were, I remember having conversations when the, Dolph- when the Dolphins were trying to decide. And I went, man, I'd take Justin Herbert over Tua. And it wasn't because I don't think Tua can play. It was because I had questions about Tua's longevity. Right. And I thought Justin Herbert was kind of built for the NFL. Like, his size, his strength, his throwing. And he's balling out, man. And I don't think you could have gone wrong either way, man. Tua's balling out right now and playing well. To me, Tua, the question has always been... Is he going to stay healthy? Right. But even watching him, so he's only played, what, two games? Uh, Yeah, two or three. Right? I think yeah. I think it's only two. He yeah. played the, what, the Rams. I think he started and two. Yeah, week. you might be right. Yeah. Because they had the bye. I believe, yep. believe when they named the starter. But, I mean, the guys making these throws that you go, oh, that's why they put him in. Yep. Yeah, yeah, like they clearly saw something. Like we were giving them a bunch of crap because I'm like, yo, you're winning games. Like Fitzpatrick's on fire. Like, yeah. I, you know, and I felt bad for Fitzpatrick because you're like, dude, he's, he's playing well. Let Tua sit behind him another year and let him learn. If you weren't winning, then I'd get it. Um, but yeah, man, like clearly they watch practice every day and they win all oh, this guy. This guy knows what he's doing. He makes the. And there's something, man, you can, I, I'm sure like you see too, like I could watch a game of a new QB and I could watch him struggle, but I go, no, nah, but there's little things that they do where you're like, no, but they get it. And they'll be okay. Like there's yeah, little like, throws that like they'll drop Joe, in. Like Joe Burrow. Yep, Joe Burrow's absolutely. doing that shit on a weekly basis. They're losing, but he's making these throws and making these decisions where you're going like, yep, like that's that's the right thing to do. And I'm telling you, tell you, man, like I'm as I'm scouring games, I'm actually going like, Oh yeah, like I wanna watch that guy. Or I wanna watch this QB. I wanna watch this QB. And and there's really I mean, there's only I mean, I, I don't even throw like the Daniel Jones. Yeah. Like, yeah. He's coming dude, is he like deceptively fast? He's dumb fast. You know, watch the, I watch a lot of Giants games because a lot of my family are Giants fans. Bro. And so if the Titans aren't on, I'll watch Giants games. He's dumb fast. Like, I didn't expect it, dude, because he looks like Eeyore. <laughs> he's, 
dumb fast. Like, you're like, wait, what the hell? Like, if you look at his 40 times and all that, they're stupid. They're stupid. Yeah. And it's funny, man, because I know, like, Giants fans, like, my brother-in-law and stuff will tell me, like, I don't know why we don't run him more. And I remember them telling me that, going, like, are you crazy? Yeah. Like, and then you watch him run and you go, oh, okay, I get what you're saying. <laughs> like, well, was it, like, a few weeks ago when, when he had that, when he took <laughs> off and then he fell, right? To but, me, that was, like, even his legs couldn't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> but then this last Sunday, man, yesterday. At like a 40-yard run. Dude, like he took points. off and he's splitting the defense, man. I'm going like, dude, this guy's like he's deceptively fast. fast. Yeah, he's fast. And I and I and I if I think of little highlights that I saw from him in college, I'm like, oh yeah, he was like they did run like the read option and stuff with him a lot and, and do things like that. Where you're like, okay. Um but he just looks like such a pocket passer all the time that you forget that he can actually he run, does. man. But He's yeah, you'll wheels, watch games bro. because of him. Dude, yep. Josh Rosen or Josh Allen, I'm sorry, and, and uh Sam Darnold. Like, those guys are good. You know, you go... Now, I have questions about Darnold's uh, longevity again. Like, I don't know if he can stay healthy, but but Josh Allen has a cannon, and they're exciting to watch. I watched the Steelers and Bengals yesterday at that 4 o'clock slot specifically because I wanted to watch Joe Burrow because I had already watched him a couple times, and I'm like, yo, he's entertaining. I'm going to watch Joe Burrow, not because I like the Steelers and their record. I'm like, oh, I want to see. Now, when that game was out of hand, I went, oh, let me get the Kyler Murray, and let me go watch that. And then he, and then this guy comes in. Did you see that throw that he made at the end? God, dude, what? Dude, he's, I was so yelling, he's, yelling. He's, he's right-handed, right? So he's right-handed, yep. running to his left, and then he squares up and throws what, like a like a fifty-yarder? 50 yeah, fifty-yard bomb. And then the yeah, the the stat will say it was like fifty, but he's like ten yards behind the line of scrimmage, so it's like a sixty-yard in the air, really. Dude, it was it was it, amazing, and then, from and the, a guy who's like five nine. <laughs> Yeah, no, no I, I think he, I think he's my height, bro. I think he's like five eleven. No, dude, Kyler, no? you're taller than Kyler. Dude, you're a chance at Kyler. Dude, he's five eleven with cleats on. There's no way, man. Like, no with two inch cleats. He's small, man. And listen, I thought Kyler Murray was gonna suck in the NFL, man. I'll be the first to say. Like, I think the part that gets lost a lot of times is that, like, your offensive linemen, dude, are 6'5", 6'6", 6'7". Like, you can't see you over can't them. You can't see over them. So how the hell can you throw to a guy if you can't see him? Yeah. And that was my, like, that's my always my thing with smaller guys, right? And I think people go, like, well, Drew Brees can do it and Russell Wilson can do it. And you go, like, yeah, but those guys are anomalies, right? Like, they're, they're exceptions to the rule. Uh, Kyler Murray, man, is, like, he takes, like, 17-step drops so that he can see over that line. But holy shit, man, he's got a cannon. I told you, if that was me, man, they, they would have me in like a shotgun. I'd be like like, like in punt formation. <laughs> Dude, he's he's so fun to watch. So I've watched a ton of Cardinals games this year, specifically because, again, he's Just fun. because of him. Yeah, he's fun. And when he takes off, you're like, oh, shit, there he goes. Like, he's hard to tackle. He's so fast. And he, and he can throw. Like, it's Dude, so fun, man. The so, NFL's in good hands for the next decade, man. I think so, too, man. Oh, my God. But how many, so, so how many coaches are going like, man, I hope my QB gets COVID. <laughs> So we lose. So we lose the rest. So I can get. So I can get one of these guys. You know, Trevor Lawrence is going to be a beast, man. I think yeah, that I think guy so. is going to be. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I, so I don't. I don't even. I don't know enough about Justin Fields yet. Like I haven't seen enough of him. I'm always so. He looks really good, bro. And you can lump in, uh, I guess, Trevor Lawrence in this argument, but I'm always skeptical, man, of quarterbacks that come from big name programs because everything around you is so much better than everybody else's. If that makes sense, True, like your offensive line is world class, your receivers are world class. I agree, bro. But but when but when those guys come down to the playoff system, if you're consistently in the top four, you're playing against good competition. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. And and that's the other thing is is, is like uh, where my argument's kind of flawed here. I'll also say I also think some of those guys are more prepared for the NFL. Like a like a I think Trevor Lawrence and even Joe Burrow, they're playing 
weekly in stadiums of 100,000 people. Then you get to the NFL and it's like 60,000. Like, that's not going to scare you. Like, those are the guys that I'm like, okay, that that moment's not going to be too big for them, right? Like, if you're Trevor Lawrence, you've played in those playoff games. You've played against Alabama. You've played, like, you've done the cream of the crop. And so when you get to the NFL, you're facing the Jets week one. Like, that's not going to shake you. You know what I mean? Like, it, I, I think that's underrated to a lot of people. So while there's nerves, obviously, that's obvious. But I think what, what you don't want is the quarterback that gets scared of the moment. And when these guys have been in those moments, I think you uh, uh, there's just a different DNA, man, or a different, like, upbringing with that, that, that they're kind of ready when they get in. But I also think, like, it's the same reason, like, like the kid from Florida is doing really well right now. I never take, I never take any SEC quarterback seriously because, again— you have the best receivers, the best tight ends, the best O-line. Like like Tim Tebow was throwing darts. Like he, He's throwing like 15 touchdowns a game or whatever at Florida, but then you get to the NFL, right, and you can't hit a, a check down. Hey, man, sexy like Rexy went to the Super Bowl. Yeah, for Florida guy too, right? Like yeah. everybody looks good at Florida, right? Everybody looks good at Texas A&M. You look good. You know, it's almost comical to me how bad like Alabama's quarterbacks are in the NFL because, right, they look great at Alabama. You know, like Greg McElroy and AJ McCarron couldn't do shit when they got. To yeah, the but I mean, the team did well, but those guys didn't put up big numbers. No, no, but I think I always, uh, and again, this is why I'm leery because I go, those guys have always had the best of the best around them, yeah. right? And and to me, that they're more of the exception of the rule has been like a Deshaun Watson and a Joe Burrow. I think Trevor Lawrence is going to be that guy because I think Trevor Lawrence is not. They're not asking Trevor Lawrence to carry the team, right? Like, he just so happens to be really good. And they're going, oh, by the way, you have, like, receivers who are probably going to go two in the first round, you know, like, to throw to as well. But he clearly can make the throws. He, I think he's cerebral enough. He's played in front of 100,000 people. He's like, like, I think Trevor Lawrence just can't miss. Ohio State, man, I, I have yet to see a great quarterback come out of Ohio State in a long time because they're so much more talented than everybody else. And so, like, I look at Justin Fields, and again, I haven't seen enough games, so take this with a grain of salt, but I go, you're throwing to wide open receivers. You're throwing to wide open uh, uh, tight ends. You're throwing, like, I want to see you, like, I've seen Trevor Lawrence throw a bullet in between two Alabama, you know, a corner and a safety and make that throw in that window. Like, I haven't seen that from Justin Fields yet, and that's not to say he can't do it. I just haven't seen enough games, so I don't know. But I think the, the I, I've seen Trevor Lawrence do it against NFL talent. Yeah. where I haven't seen Ohio State. I mean, they're not playing like, I'm sorry, man, Michigan, man, yeah, no, they the, might get talented, the big, but they're the not. The Big Ten looks, looks pretty no, no. bad and right now. Dude, while we're on the college football, credit to Notre Dame. I, I Listen, Notre Dame, and I've clowned historically a lot in the past, it is so impressive to do what Notre Dame is doing when you require good grades. <laughs> <laughs> Like, let's be real. Like, most no, of no, these no, guys right. yeah. in the SEC and all these other schools, like, college athletics is a joke, right? Like, most of the, I mean, and and listen, people will throw out, like, graduation rates at whatever school, blah, blah, blah. Right, listen, right. Have, these guys aren't there because of they, they scored high on the SAT, right? So, they, they can play football. Notre Dame is, to a fault, they're very rigid in their standards on who they let in. So you're getting a bunch of kids with good grades to do this against Clemson, against, you know, and I, they beat Clemson without Trevor. I want to see that again with, 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 with Trevor there. Yes. But still. So they'll meet again, right? Yes, in the, absolutely. In the, in the ACC, ACC championship. Because is this their first year? I think you told me it was I think their it's, first their year. Only, it's their only year. Their only right? year in the ACC. Is that, well, they're, is they're that normally independent. Yeah. Yeah. COVID. 
Okay, so they so they joined the league because of COVID, so that they could play. Yeah, like and again, and so I'll give them credit though because you had to match talent for talent on the outside, right? At corner and at receiver and 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 O line against D line and vice versa. Like, so I'll give them credit for that. You're doing that with a bunch of kids who can who can you know like do math, like and go to school. Like, like, so notary, like that's hard, man. I don't they think people realize how, how many kids get into these colleges strictly because they're good at football. And li- and listen, I'm all for that because it gives these kids an opportunity to go to school and get a degree and do that. But but let's be real, half of them wouldn't get in if they couldn't play football, right? Like they wouldn't. It's just the reality of the situation is that grades wouldn't have got them in. Half of them don't go to class, don't do that. Notre Dame requires you to go to class. They require you to have certain grades. They require you to have, and these kids still ball out like that. I got to give them credit for that, man. I, I normally make fun of Notre Dame, but I, this year I'm going, shit, man, to get, they're ranked, what, number two, three right now in the nation? They're two now. And, and they showed up. They had a great game against Clemson, which was closer than it should have been if they don't have Trevor Lawrence. But again, that just shows how good that talent is on that team. Just, yeah, just no, but they, they deserve to be where they are in the rankings. Yeah. Dude, let me tell you who needs to go to school is those damn Nevada Athletic Commission. <laughs> did you watch boxing this weekend? Yeah, unfortunately, what I did. The fuck? So this weekend we had um, uh, Terrence Crawford, and he play, he fought against Kell Brook. But, but the one I'm talking about was uh, there was an Australian guy, um, pretty unknown guy to, to me. Yeah, yeah, Malo- Maloney. Maloney, Maloney, Maloney. Um, and he fought Joshua Franco. So the story was Maloney fought Franco before. Um, Franco won by by decision. So this was like a rematch, and the fight goes only for two rounds. Um, Maloney lands or at least throws like 50 jabs to the yeah and lands to, to the to, to the guys to to, to to Franco's like right eye swells his eyes shut or swells his eyes shut um, and then after the second round Franco decides that I can't continue and the the ref rules that it was an accidental headbutt that happened in in the first round so fine right that's kind of what happens then, and then, but they they've implemented this rule where this replay rule. So it's like, and it was oh, the okay. first time it was available in a fight. Was by it? The way. Oh, that yes. I didn't know. So it was like it was they just implemented replay in boxing. Nevada was the first to do it because they just so happened to host more boxing events than anyone else. Makes and sense. this was the first time that I think this uh, the whole replay was even available. Bro, they failed miserably. Oh my god, dude. It was like, first of all, the punch, which was a jab, was the most obvious because he basically thumbs him in the he eye. He thumbs him in the eye. He, right. and which is a legal punch because of the way the gloves are designed now right. and the thumb is part of the fist. So it's it's basically a poke in the eye, which is a punch. It's legal, right. It's legal. And then it, I love how they took like 35 minutes to look at the same three-minute clip and there was no headbutt. There was one Dude, it close was on the opposite side of the head. 26 minutes, bro. And there is And there is not even a shot where... The guy's head is even on that nope, side. Of not that. even on that side. So they take the entire twenty. They take this whole twenty-six minute break to to review to review it. Meanwhile, the commentators are all going, "Nope, we don't see it." This is going to go to Maloney. With the right? exception like, of Timothy Bradley. And it's funny, man. I was buying and Timothy Bradley was going, dude, they're going to screw him. Why? Watch this guy. Oh, really? And Andre oh, Ward kept oh, saying, no, no, let's let it play out. You know, yeah, blah, yeah, blah, yeah. blah. Like, it's obvious to us that this, this, and that. It was obvious. And Timothy Bradley was like, they're going to screw him. <laughs> and he kept saying it. And it's funny, man. The longer it took, I went, 
damn it, Timothy might be right here because what what are you looking for? What are you looking at? Right. And I just figured that they were just really being cautious and maybe like going through, going through and maybe, you know, finding where the ref thought there was a headbutt. Dude, it was so obviously not a headbutt. And the funny thing is when he lands that jab that that we think, right, like led to the swell, right. you can see his eye immediately to start to swell. Like, right. like because in slow-mo, obviously you see the punch, you see the hand pull away and you see the eye just start to shut and swell. And then even uh, Malonian, I think, in, in the interview afterwards goes, no, I hit him with the jab. I saw the eye get swollen, so I kept so I punching kept the it. same eye. Yeah. Which is what you're supposed, supposed to, to do. Right. And, dude, leave it to fucking boxing, man, to, like, first of all, the, the judges in boxing have been atrociously, like, like historically horrible. Right. Well, historically, right? I mean, boxing's been accused of, you know, rigging fights. Which is why fights, they did this. Right? Yeah. And so you figure you put this thing in place. And the first time you get to use it and you blow the call, dude, I'm going like... And it wasn't even the ref that asked for it, which is the other shitty part. So I think it just came about because it was so controversial that someone called for the replay. But it's supposed to be the ref going, hey, I think it was accidental headbutt. Let's go back and review that. He never even asked for the replay. Now, maybe it's because it's, you know, new and he doesn't even know that he can ask for it. But it wasn't even the ref. Like, if you left it up to him, he'd be like, no, it's an accidental headbutt. Like, and just left dude, it at that and it's one of those things that's why UFC is what's growing a lot faster than, and boxing is declining it's not because there's not a good boxers man it's that the boxing commissions can't get their shit together we have so many great boxers right <laughs> yeah now. So, so many so the the first fight that I mentioned was uh, Terrence Crawford fighting Kel Brook Kel Brook is, is a phenomenal boxer yes Terrence Crawford is, is probably pound for pound like one or two well he is ranked one is he? He's ranked one. Yeah, and Canelo was ranked two. So okay. this was the this was yeah, so this is his first fight as ranked number one because Lomachenko got beat. Nah, okay, yep. makes sense. So they get these guys in the ring. Um, Terrence Crawford knocks him out in what? The, was it a fourth round? Yeah, fourth round. Um, and, a, and and it wasn't really on like a what? It didn't look like didn't a hard, hard punch. Yeah. But Kelbrook said, you know what? It was a shot that hit me. I didn't see it coming. And, you know, whatever. I think I text you that I go, when he asked his corner, I don't know if you saw, like, he goes, what happened? He literally looks at his corner guy and goes, and I think I text you, I yeah, went, did yeah, he yeah. just ask his corner what happened? And that's how quick the punch was and how, like, and yeah. he just. I was surprised that he couldn't recover from that. I thought when he got the standing eight, I was like, oh, he'll be able to recover Which you normally that. wouldn't get in that scenario. Like, no. they would have just TKO'd you, right? Because you can't defend yourself when you go through. So I was glad he got the standing eight. Right. So he got yeah. a standing eight. Um, I thought he would be able to come come through it, but he couldn't. So I'm like, all right, man, you know, whatever. So that that fight's over. And then, of course, it goes into the whole, oh, okay, who are you going to fight next? And this is where UFC does it so well, right? Dana White goes, you're the champion. Here's the next best guy that you're going to fight. Where in boxing, it's a lot of politics, man. It's like they've got, you know, Earl Spence, Danny Garcia, Keith Thurman, Sean Porter. Like there's four like top welterweights that should be lined up to fight Crawford. Yes, and it's like, you know what's going to happen is at least one of these fights, if not more, it's going to happen after these guys are out of their prime. Absolutely. It's going to happen two and a half, three years from now when they're all like 30. Because I think Crawford is 33, 34 now. Is he really? Yeah, man. Which they were talking about that week. And I went, this sucks. Because if you don't give me, if you don't give me Spence Crawford within the year, it doesn't matter anymore. Or even him and Thurman. It doesn't matter him and um, he wants he wants Pacquiao, which he wants the which payday. Like, he wants that's the payday. what it is. Right. He wants the payday, and 
he wants a payday. And I think, and listen, I'm going to, I'm going to knock, I won't knock him for the payday because listen, I'll take that too. But I also think he wants to be the, like, everybody's wants, wants to be the one to put the legend out to sleep, right? Like, let's put him out to pasture. And I think all these guys, like even Thurman, like, you know, obviously there's a payday and there's the Pacquiao's 40, what, 42, 43. Like I can, if I drop this guy or I beat him, I can send him off into retirement forever. I can be as the guy to send Pacquiao off into pasture. I just don't think, I don't, it's not impressive. No, not at this anymore. point anymore. Like and I don't think it's a lose lose. Pacquiao him. beats you, right? And then I go, "You lost a forty three year old Manny Pacquiao," <laughs> and and it just goes to show, like the fact that Manny Pacquiao is still the one of the biggest draws in boxing, and he boxes once every two years. It's insane. Like, and listen, Pacquiao beat Thurman. He dropped him, which we hadn't seen that happen. So but, he still has something Thurman, in the tank. So Thurman got stronger throughout Correct. that fight. Yes, he if, got better as the yeah. fight went on, and if he won the second goes, half of that fight. Yeah, if that fight goes another another round or two. Then we're talking. You have oh, yeah. a different conversation. And I thought he landed some shots where I went, "Ooh, that's a drop." Like I thought he was going to drop Pacquiao. Like he landed some bombs where I yeah. went, "Oh, I've seen Pacquiao get hit with that by Marquez before, and <laughs> it didn't work out too well." And to Pacquiao's credit, he took some of them. But yeah. like I, dude, like again, I get the payday. But if you're Terrence Crawford, like it's a joke, dude. And, and boxing's just a joke, man. Like because I have, I think the eyeball test tells me Terrence Crawford is phenomenal. But when I go back in history, I can't include him in anything. Who has he fought? He hasn't fought anyone. What's what I'm saying? Nope. Like he's gotta like these those four guys that I mentioned. Like he really needs to fight those guys. Even Cal Brook, dude. Cal, so Cal Brook has fought Triple G. He's gone up in weight to fight Triple G. He's fought Spence, he fought right? Spence, he's yep. fought uh, I think Porter. He beat Porter, if I'm not mistaken. Kel Brook has beat Sean right. Porter. He so Kel Brook hasn't dodged anybody. Kel Brook has been like, yo, I'll, and I'm not saying that Terrence Crawford and he dodging good, guys. Man, I thought he was going to fare well in this fight. I didn't think he was going to win, but I thought I, didn't, I definitely didn't. He think was winning. Round uh, he so, was winning, and obviously, I mean, it's three rounds, right? So, right. But, but he was winning. He had a good boxing strategy. No, but looked, Crawford's a notoriously good. slow starter too, yep. so you're like, okay. But um, yeah, man, like I, it's a shame, dude, because I, I think Kel Brook has been a guy, and I don't know if it has to do with his promoter, but he always seems to get the big fights, and he got him in his prime, whereas. Like Terrence Crawford, like Bob Arum will blame like, oh, none of these guys. So supposedly, according to Arum, is that everybody ducks him. Like none of these guys want to fight Terrence Crawford. And you're like, okay, but Manny Pacquiao will? That just so happens to be a former Bob Arum guy. Like, come on, man. Like you're not. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's such a joke, man. Like to me, even Terrence, come up and wait. Why don't you go fight uh, uh, Triple G and Canelo and like that? I don't think so, man. Dude, Canelo did it. Yeah, yeah, like Canelo did it, and, and over so, time though, man. Like, I yeah, don't, but he's 33, 34. Yeah, like, at this point, you time. don't have that much time, dude. And to me, your legacy is now taking a hit because I know he's recognized as the pound for pound right now, but I still look at his resume and go, Who have you beat? Like, who have you beat? And and I'm and I made that same argument for Lomachenko, who have you beat? And the minute Lomachenko got a, a, a contender, which again, Lomachenko got better the second half of that fight, yeah. but then I went the 12th round that you had to win, you got smoked. Yeah. So is that because Teofimo took those rounds off and went, all right, I smoked you round one through six. Let me take a break here. Yeah, that was a good fight. That was a great was, fight. I would watch really that again. Good. But, dude, yeah, man, boxing is so frustrating to watch. And and I think for us, it's probably our favorite sport, if anything. Like, like boxing, I love boxing. And it's so frustrating as a boxing fan to know that you're never going to get the fight you want to see in its prime. Like, I somebody needs to launch their own league and like, like Dana White did with UFC and then just, like, somehow make it lucrative enough to where these guys want to be a part of it and pay them and then you get to dictate like it needs a commissioner it needs one belt like per weight class not yeah, 75 yeah, and what, i know what is, are, it? is it is it like four oh, it's so many. wbo wbc 
WBA, yeah, there's so many, W, uh, yeah, you already said WBA, yeah, there's so many that I don't even know, like, every time I turn around, oh, IBF, IBF, yeah, like, they, they, uh, yeah, they, I think that's like the, the big four, the big four, like, why, 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 there's, and there's too many hands in the pot, and, and you know, it's funny, man, as I go, boxing's dead, but clearly there's money in it for somebody, because these guys keep, um, you know, Bob Arum isn't, you know, driving around a Kia Rio, so, like, there's clearly money to be made, um, in boxing still so somehow either the, the gates or the pay-per-views or the tv deals or whatever it is like you you could make a league and make it lucrative for these guys i i mean and you know it's a shame man is as i so there's talent you know you just named those guys there's these up-and-comers too like ryan garcia there's a uh, uh, uh shakur stevenson who i really like who i think is good there's javante davis who had that amazing knockout i go there's these guys coming up who are gonna be great i'm never gonna see them fight anybody good so i don't care but hey man I gotta touch on this other, this other thing because it's just funny. So we had one of our one of our listeners shout out to Tito. Yo 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 Tito. If, let me tell you if if y'all if if you guys connect with us on IG, we got a couple of listeners out there that that are you know that frequently connect with us on IG. Uh, we love the conversations back and forth, and so this week one of our listeners, Tito, shout out to Tito. He he actually like reposted something from uh, I think it's uh, Jamil Hill. <laughs> Where it showed um, the top internet searches by state during the election week. This is like the most fabulous thing that I've ever seen. It's going to be funny already and I haven't heard the Dude. whole list. <laughs> <laughs> and I did not take down the, the, the entire list. I just took down some ones that were pretty funny. So there were three states that actually had what I would consider to be normal searches. <laughs> okay. So this is overall internet election night. Overall internet. Most I, I think I don't know if it was election week or election night, but it was definitely during that. It was during that week. Um, so Washington D.C. Their top one was vote. Um, Delaware theirs was election. Okay, pretty. Nice. And uh, Florida, in true Florida fashion, was Trump. <laughs> Florida going Florida, bro. Florida going Florida. <laughs> now. Now, those were the ones that I deemed to be normal searches. Now I'm going to start going down some other states. See if you see a pattern. <laughs> All right. Alabama and Pennsylvania was thinking about the same things or searching for the same things okay. in different manners. Pence? Alabama was searching for big booty. <laughs> and Pennsylvania was searching for fat ass. <laughs> Big booty, dude. Oh my god! Our friends over Rotad. Our friends over in Washington State searching for double penetration. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, there's some wild boys out there. Everything's legal. I'm surprised double penetration is the most normal shit I would have thought of for Washington State. (laughs) Um, West Virginia BBW. Yo, you catching a pattern here, bro? All the hillbilly states are, are into black chicks. <laughs> no, I thought, isn't uh, BBW like big, beautiful women? Yeah, but come on. <laughs> <laughs> like the fat asses. The fat ass. <laughs> and the black chicks are normally the thick chicks, the bigger ones. Yeah, come on, man. We know what they mean. I think they're trying to do everything but type like black girls. You know what I mean? Like they, they secretly love them, bro. The states we think are the most racist, they love them, bro. Yeah, just come out, man. People just we can all love each other. Bro. <laughs> Michigan, face sitting. <laughs> Yo, 
face sitting. Nebraska. I don't know what y'all doing over in Nebraska. Wife swap. God damn, dude. Wife swap. Montana. Anal cream pie. <laughs> <laughs> so again, this is the number one search thing on the internet on election night. <laughs> Bye. They're like, they're Bye like yeah, we want to do a little anal cream pie. It's election night. Everybody's stressed. <laughs> North Carolina has some uh, unhappy women. Their search was dildo. Dildo? Yep. Okay. Um, That's the most normal. Virginia, <laughs> sloppy blowjob. <laughs> Not just a blowjob. Not just a blowjob. Sloppy blowjob. <laughs> Yo, that's so fucking specific. <laughs> Yo, Illinois. Shout out to people in Chicago. <laughs> Stop. Stop. <laughs> Yo, Illinois yeah. equal opportunity. They don't care if it's BBW. They don't. They just want thoughts from all shapes, sizes, colors. Sloppy, not sloppy. They just say they want thoughts. For 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 those of you who don't know what a thought is, I guess the best way to, to uh, describe it is a promiscuous woman. That hoe over there, <laughs> right? That's yeah. It's a promiscuous. Yeah, it's a hoe. Chicken head. Your chicken. Yeah, 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 yeah. For our old our old folks out there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So Vermont was pretty normal threesome. Come on, Vermont, um, get your shit together, liberal Ma- ass. Vermont. Missouri accidental cream pie. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, you know that shit's in the Bible Belt. Like we want a cream we pie, want, but but we don't want it to be on purpose. We don't want it to be on purpose because, <laughs> of course, it was an accident. How you accidental cream pie? Dude, you got to explain this one for right. your people. My people. In New Jersey. Woo, get them Jersey. We some wild boys in Jersey. Let's go. Femdom. Oh, that's weird. Okay. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> you know what it is, bro? It's because we so manly in Jersey, right? That we kind of just want to be dominated behind closed doors. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Texas. Texas in, in pure Texas fashion. Sex mex. What the fuck is that? <laughs> I have no idea. And I refuse to search on it. Yo, Google sex mex. Let's is do that? It. Is let's that? Do, you oh, do let's it. do it right now. Can you do it right now? Yo, is that? I'm gonna guess is that's food uh, or that's sex with like food that's tex mex, like Chipotle or like uh, Moe's. So you having sex on top of some chips and queso? <laughs> <laughs> All right, hold on. We we doing a live search. Let's see. Let's go. We're little, we're doing this right now. So I don't, I want to know sex maxes or sex with Mexican dude. I'm trying to tell you, bro. Oh, these... a, oh no, oh no, no, no. It's a site. I got a yeah, like Pornhub came up and X videos and it doesn't say what it is. It doesn't say what it's not specific. There's no Urban Dictionary for sex max. Let me see. Hold Let's on. go Urban Dictionary. Dude, I'm trying to tell you, bro. These guys, I think this is the listen. We could all be so unified, man. If we all just came out, they think they have to be racist. They don't. I think they're looking for sexy Mexicans. Sleeping with someone after you go out on a dinner date. Sex. Any that's essentially it's like sex after after a meal. That's it's kind of weak. Stupid. Yeah, that's bro. that's called weak. marriage, you dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> So my the the best one that I that I actually had to go look up. I was like, what is this? Oregon, uh huh. Who didn't Oregon just legalize like everything? everything? I'm afraid to hear what Oregon's into. Succubus. Do you know what that is? Succubus. Okay. So and I could be pronouncing that incorrectly. So you know, any if any y'all know better than I, I did not look up the the uh, the phonetic pronunciation of that word. It is a female supernatural entity. 
that seduces men usually through sexual activity. Y'all really are high as fuck out of I was like, right now. Dude, <laughs> they was on them shrooms. <laughs> they on the shrooms. They on the heroin. They on. They didn't waste no time. They was like, we're going to legalize this shit and then we're going to. We want ghost sex. <laughs> <laughs> I want to fuck a phantom. Yo, <laughs> yo, the inter- yo. So, recap real quick. What, what? The Bible Belt was all sex shit, porn, right? The Bible. So Alabama, Mississippi. So well, Tennessee. I mean, Alabama was big booty. Um, I don't have the one that I gotta, I gotta pull up the damn the damn map to see what the Bible Belt was. Man, listen, man, just just. I just took notes down on the ones that I thought were funny. I mean, they were all funny, funny, but it, so it was kind of like funny, it, it, it was just like wow, you know, like the United States of Pornhub, which actually I think in the picture. Um, in the in the middle of the of the picture had like the US and it was like Pornhub. Porn <laughs> that's so wild, bro. We're so wild. Yo, man, not speak- surprising not surprised at all, right? Like there it's no. a however much billion dollar industry for a reason. Um it's just it's, it's fascinating to see the shit that people are into and why. Like why do you think Florida went Trump? Were we looking up Trump porn or do you think we were just curious to no, see how man. Trump was doing no, in no. Florida? It, this was supposed to be like Yo, just internet searches. That's what I'm saying. So right? that night, so, maybe people were like, "Oh, let's see what Trump's up to, or let's see if he's winning, or like what?" What? Yeah, I, I would, I would guess it. it's that man because you know Florida. Um, even though Trump won Florida by a decent amount, it wasn't overwhelming, but he won it by a decent amount. So do you just look? Yeah, because it's weird, man. Because I found myself looking up presidential election results a lot, right? Like I had the right. search already saved, and I would just refresh it. I don't recall like hitting a specific candidate and seeing no, like, how that no, candidate I didn't was doing, which is weird because I want to. <laughs> and see, like I was doing, like like I would do, like like Fox News or CNN, yeah, yes, yes, right. Yeah. Like I would do one of those just to see kind of like what the numbers were. Because actually, during the election, it was like those two were off. Wait, like, dude, they were not yeah, on the same. They page were at so all. whoever was giving Fox their their numbers was not the same person that's giving CNN their numbers. From what I heard, was that they're getting the same data. But they're so they have teams in place internally that get to make calls based on like the stats and like the data that they have. And so the guys at Fox are more willing to call certain things earlier. Dude, they want to be first. Then they wanted to be first, exactly. I mean, that, that, and that, that, to that's them, media, they said right? we had enough data to yeah. make that call. And listen, to their credit, they were right about were the right. call they made. But yep. um, CNN, I guess, took the more conservative route with it, said, now we want to be right. I also think, man, I, I don't even think. I don't even think it's a being first thing, man. The cynic in me wants to think that that's a way to play with people who haven't voted yet. Like, and 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 I'm not usually a conspiracy theorist, but I thought it, it was too coincidental to me that CNN and MSNBC were always underreporting what Biden had won. It's almost like, nope, go vote, go vote, go vote. This hasn't been called yet. Yeah, right? dude, but remember, man, as they were, I I don't think they began reporting until. The polls are closed, and but so people are still are closed, in line. Right. So I'm wondering, if people are still in line, you're refreshing. If you see, like, oh, Biden won Nevada, and you're in line at Nevada, do you just go, well, fuck it, why am I here? I'm just going to leave. Whereas, you know, if you see Fox goes like, oh, you know, we're going to call it for Biden or Trump, and then you're in line, are you more willing to stay because you think you can skew that number the other way? Whereas, you know, like, I don't, I, it may, listen, maybe it's nothing, yeah, maybe it's know. just two teams who have two completely different methodologies on how they how they called it but i just thought it was interesting that the the guys who were who tend to lean left were were kind of late to the game whereas the guys that lean right were first to the game and i don't know if that again if that's a way to manipulate results but listen man our uh, petty in chief is 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 in like a brawl right now with fox news he hates everybody now 
Oh, really? Love Fox News. He hates Fox News right now. Yeah, because they called Arizona and they called like a bunch of other states and he didn't feel like he's lost. So yeah, now like, he's like Georgia, Georgia, which you know I don't know. Listen, man, that that whole shit. Because Pennsylvania's so not going to recount, right? No, the 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 it was too big of a of a margin. It's too, big. It's too big of a margin. So Georgia, I think, is recounting. Yes, and Georgia will know at the end of this week again the results. But as of now, it, it went blue, and then. um Pennsylvania went blue. Uh, I think they called North Carolina was the other one that was outstanding that they call red and Alaska called red. But you know who knows, man. I just want to get this shit behind us and like, hey, man. We we might you saw that other vaccine now, man. We got a second company with the vaccine. Oh yeah, so, what, what's, what's uh, that name? Moderna. Moderna. That's Moderna, it. which were so this one was funded by I, should, I say funded by the government. So Moderna did take that Operation Warp Speed. They took a billion dollars from the U.S. government to to kind of uh, yeah. I uh, thought it was two billion. Is that, is that wrong? Uh, I, oh, so the overall deal. So it's like a billion towards like R and D, and then I think the the the, uh, the way the other half works is they already have an order for like one point five, potentially like three billion dollars, because the U S government wants to pay for all of the citizens to get vaccinated. So they're going to cover. So I guess that's essentially them placing an order to Moderna for everyone. Gotcha. Whereas so what, Pfizer what didn't Pfizer? do it. They, they didn't do they it. Did. Okay. They, Pfizer did it on its own. Now obviously they 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 work with the FDA to get this approved quicker and all that. So they still need right. the government's involvement, but they didn't take government funds for R and D and all that. And they obviously would get paid for the government to distribute the vaccine because I think. In either scenario, the government wants to pay for it. So Pfizer will still get paid by the U.S. government, I think, as far as like batches go and all that. But they're two. You know, what's interesting to me is that they're two completely different. Um, like even the way the vaccines are, like one needs to be refrigerated in these extreme environments. The other one doesn't. One needs like two. I think they both actually need two doses within yeah. four weeks yeah, of each do. other. Yep. Um, but, you know, it, the, the Moderna one is an experimental piece where it's basically altering like DNA. Um, and I don't know if the other one that Pfizer did works in the same format or not, but it was, it was interesting to me. Uh, I was reading kind of like the similarities and the differences of how uh, all these different things, and they essentially are going to end up doing the same thing or are supposed to do the same thing. Um, but man, I guess good news is like, like, uh, we gotta, the cases are getting wild right now. Yeah. I mean, I, I know like the, the cases in the, in the, in the U S are going up like, what is it like over, is it over like a hundred thousand a day? We've done the last month what it took us like three months to do or something crazy like that. Yeah, like, it's, like it's, we did a million in the last month of cases or more. No, I think it's two weeks. We did a million in two weeks. Really? Cases? Yeah, we've been doing a hundred thousand like a hundred thousand a day. Oh yeah, for two weeks. Yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah, that was so uh, listen, we don't have enough, bro. Traffic was wild today. We need another fucking wave of corona. <laughs> God, dude, it took me forever to get home from work. Yeah, it took me longer than usual to get here tonight. <laughs> yeah, man, like like traffic is wild. It was pre-corona traffic today for the first time since March. I was like waiting light to light, and I was like, we need a second wave. This is bullshit. Like, I'm sick of this <laughs> already, and I'm, I'm I'm six minutes into waiting in traffic. I was like... <laughs> but that, that, that Moderna vaccine, man, so they're talking about it's like almost, it's like 94.5% effective. Crazy, man. So they had like two um, two groups. Each each of them was 15,000 people. And I guess the group um, that received the placebo, um, 90 of them got sick. 11 of them got really sick. And then the group that actually got the vaccine, only five people got sick. No one got got really really sick. sick. That's that's almost listen. So people, I mean, that's hey, almost unheard of. Again, the regular flu vaccine is like thirty something percent. Effective. Yeah, I think it's yeah. like between thirty to fifty. percent It's not very high. Um, so the fact that they're able to do that is remarkable. I'm just you know what I think what kind of bothers me is like there's no real way to just just based on how the pandemic is going right now there's no there's no way to do long-term testing no there isn't and yeah we'll find out a decade from now right whatever it'll be yeah. like the mesothelioma she'll be a commercial <laughs> like did you take <laughs> pfizer's <laughs> vaccine <laughs> 
Do you suddenly break out into cold sweats at night? Please call us. You could be, uh, <laughs> you know, you Dude. could be entitled to a settlement. They said that the only um, side effects to the Moderna one was muscle aches and headaches, which is kind of like what which you is get kind of flu shot, right? Sort which, of. Yeah, the flu shot gives you flu like flu shot gives you aches. Muscle aches. Yeah, the muscle aches. I mean, maybe not the headache, but. Yeah. I don't know, man. Um, so I think what's going to happen is that we're obviously going to force, like, I think places are going to force um, people to do it. Like, did you see um, Ticketmaster, I think is, is, um, is it Ticketmaster or is it Live Nation? One of those. I think it's Ticketmaster. You have to show proof of a, of a negative COVID test or proof of a vaccine to get into an event. Oh, wow. So, and I think we're going to get into this space where, like, schools now require certain vaccines. I think there's just going to be people who are just going to require this vaccine. Well, speaking of that, man, they had... Um the the olympics are going to be held in tokyo next year right so it's like june that this, Those are the December, ones that were postponed correct the ones that were postponed okay. this year right so they postponed to next year so it's going to be in tokyo and um the leader over there was basically saying everybody needs to have that before they come wow yeah i mean listen to do don't do, i i just you know i wonder i wonder how many people are going to go like yeah no, bow I'm, out. I'm not taking it yeah 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 i'd be curious to see like do you wait a year to see if something comes up and then go, okay, I think nothing's happened. Maybe I feel okay. Do you, yeah, it's interesting to say, man. Cause like right now, if, if your kids needed to go back to school, do you do it? I don't, I mean, not me. I mean, if personally, I'll tell you this, if they're still offering the, you know, the, 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 the remote learning, I probably stay with that for a while. I stay with that. Yeah. Because I, you know, I like, know. I, I think you and I both know people that, that have like autistic kids mm-hmm. and, and we hear that same story of like, my kid was normal one day and then and then the next day they weren't and that was due to you know yeah, like right after the like vaccine the shot. right yeah yeah and don't I'm know which yeah right i don't know which vaccine does it which one doesn't um but i but i've heard that same story from different people several times so there's definitely something to to vaccines and and then i also go like ah eh, you know what like i'm pretty healthy my kids are pretty healthy, and I don't. I don't know. I, I take kinda, our chances with the. Yeah, I kind of. I kind of feel like I'll take my chances. Do you, man? Because I wonder. Do you think people felt this way when we were getting like the vaccine for like the measles or um, tuberculosis or the tetanus shot I think or chickenpox? I think just or, recently. You know, just recent since since the autism thing, right? So since that's become big, because scientifically there's been nothing to back up the autism. Right. right? It's all based on like um, uh, what do you call that um. I don't know what it is. Yeah, there's a word for it. Anyway, but yeah, like you haven't seen anything uh, like science hasn't backed up the autism. That's not to say it's it either is or isn't. Like, I don't know. I'm not smart. There's definitely something to it, but but don't. Yeah, like who knows what know, it is. Right. And and I always go like, okay, worst case scenario, yo, you can put your kid in a casino to count cards or he gets killed by the mumps. <laughs> like, like, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I struggle with that because I like I obviously vaccinated my kids, but. I, like I was never when I when we did the kind of like the research and read it up like we just weren't compelled enough to go like oh yeah like yeah we feel really strongly that like there wasn't anything compelling enough for it going autism that it drove yeah. me that way where I feel like I don't know man this vaccine I'm on the fence like I think I won't get it if I don't have to but I think I could be talked into like hey if you need it now to travel for example if you have it's a passport you want to keep it alive and you're gonna travel like do you have to have this vaccine. I think I would get it. I think I wouldn't um, like being able to go out and travel and stuff is more important to me than like, okay, 15 years from now, I'm going to get some weird 
you know, like, I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, like, and so I guess just, it, it, this know. goes back to what we were talking about last week. Like, I don't know what the downside is, right? So it's easier for me to go like, eh, fuck it, I'll take it. Now, if you find out 10 years from now, like, the downside was you're going to get this extreme disease that's going to kill you in five years, we'll all be like, mm, nope. Like, but we don't know that. And it's like, eh, okay, I'm willing to risk it. Like, you're willing to gamble on it. Yeah. I, I, I also, I guess I have faith too, man, in like the science. People will argue that it took too fast, I guess. It will obviously get better over time, right? I just like, think, as we collect I just think that normally with vaccines, you know, there's there's a few years of testing. But is there, is there a few years? It hasn't been one for a pandemic. Correct. Like, like, I wonder, is it a few years because we're just like that about everything and we drag our feet and you have to, and you have to, um, you know, there's so much red tape and there's so much bureaucracy and rightfully so right these are these are things that it's, we're putting it's into lives, the body right it's yeah lives. it's lives. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so i understand it but did we cross did we dot all these i's and cross every t and all that with this just in a quicker amount of time like was it the paperwork that was taking like six weeks six months to get a response on now that took overnight versus before you know like but we right. did these you know like fifteen thousand people is a lot of people right is that what you said got got uh, 30,000 in total 30,000 sorry, so, 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 sorry 30,000 was the was the test subjects 15,000 actually got it. Yeah, I think, man, I, I have faith in, in in science, man. Again, this is why we're... And Russia's already had a vaccine, I guess, their version of it for since August. They've been vaccinating people. Oh, really? Um, Yeah, there's other countries that have their own. We just haven't, like, I guess we haven't done anything on our side. Not that we haven't done anything. We haven't had one that we felt confident enough in, I should say. Um, But, man, dude, Taiwan. I don't know if you saw this week. Taiwan had their Ultra no. Fest. You know Ultra Fest that goes to Miami? No. So Ultra Fest is like this uh, annual music festival. It's kind of like uh, EDM uh, stuff. And so every year it goes. It's like the biggest kind of EDM festival in the world. Uh, and it's and it's a series, I should say. It's a series, and then it kind of culminates with like the one in Miami. And it's really big. They canceled every single one of those except the one in, Taipei, in Taiwan this weekend. They did it in Taipei, uh, city Taipei in Taiwan. Um, dude, they haven't had a case in seven months. They've yeah. gone seven months, 200 days or something like that without a single, without a positive test that originated inside the country. So, and they are basic. they had a music festival without the social distancing, like a normal thing. If you see the photos of it, you're like, oh my God, people are standing next to each other. Like it freaks you out. <laughs> and it's from this weekend. Like you think it's an old video. So you look at that and Dude, I'm like, I want to go back to that. That's where we're at right now. Yeah. Like I want to Where go you back. go like it, that makes you cringe. Dude, that's how quick our mindsets change. Yeah. Like I watch people on TV shake hands and I'm like, oh my God, what are they doing? Like, I feel like I'm watching porn. Like the next thing we're going to be Googling, it's going to be like <laughs> dapping up your homie. <laughs> <laughs> I remember we used to do that. That's nasty. <laughs> that's nasty. Like I, I, I made a joke like on Twitter when this whole thing like I think it was like three weeks in where I was like, dude, a couple more days of this and I'm gonna start an OnlyFans where I go around shaking random hands. <laughs> <laughs> Little did I know, like eight months later, that shit would weird me out, dude. Like, I, I, does this happen to you? I'm so awkward now, man. That if I get like, um, like I've had people come to my house to do work or people that I've met and they reach out. To, like, I first of all, I don't know whether or not to shake their hand, right? Because yeah. I'm always like on the fence, so I'm just like, I kind of. Just leave it and I leave it up to them. And maybe they're thinking the same thing, right? I don't know. But I've had a couple people reach out their hands, and to me, you might as well be pulling out your junk. Like, <laughs> like I look at it now and I'm like, well, I'll touch it. But it's a little weird, man. It's the first time we met. <laughs> Dude, I had a I had a guy come and do AC work for me, and I went to just give him like a dap. You know, kind of like kind of like a fist bump. Yeah. And um and he was like, nah, nah I'm good. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. Dude, it, was, it just goes to show and it was a guy who's done work for me in the past and so like i know so like, i know him i mean we're not friends right but i but he's done work for me in the past i know him you know him. and um i was surprised he was like no no, i'm good it's weird now man. and i, I said oh, and, hey, and man, how long did that take to program like it, not it, long bro not long dude like i literally watch tv and you see people shaking hands and hugging and you're like oh shit you hug like that's so yeah, crazy man. which I think the great part about this, man, is I hope the hygiene part of this shit sticks around. I thought it was weird that we had to tell people how to wash their hands, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah, but, but. but I think if that sticks around and the hygiene that restaurants and grocery stores have taken, I think it's only pointed out to me, like, you nasty bastards weren't doing this before. You know what I mean? Like the like the cleanliness of it all. I just assumed they were always doing it. And no, it just man. shows, yeah. No, that we're, we were, going, we're dirty, bro. We, we are, man. We were walking into some cesspools. Listen, bro. It's wild, man. Speaking of dirty. <laughs> The Boy Scouts of America won the news again. <laughs> oh, shit. This should be good. Did you hear about this? I did not. Okay. So, um, well, apparently there's a few things going on. Like, they've they've uh, filed for bankruptcy, which I was kind of reading on it. And, and Better start selling cookies, motherfucker. And I was like, it was I was a little little um, confused because they they have like they have like a billion dollars, but and, and they and they don't really have much debt. I'm not really sure why they were filing bankruptcy. But anyway, the store, the headline wasn't that. The headline was that there's eighty two thousand cases of sexual abuse that have been filed against them. So the Catholic Church is surprise, surprise. You said wait, you said Boy Scouts a Catholic Church. No, no. <laughs> The Boy Scouts. <laughs> Is that what a priest called a train? <laughs> Yo, so surprise, surprise. A bunch surprise. of guys who want to spend three days in the woods with young boys were touching them? No one else. <laughs> Come on. Bro. No one. Is, is anyone really surprised by that? So, so, so it was like some of, the things, some of the things that were coming up was like there was like repeated fondling. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Ex- exposure to pornography. You don't just fondle once. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, and and listen, anyone who's gone through that, that that is like the most. It's got to be the most horrible thing, right? Especially for the individual that went through it, and then for the parents to find out later on that happened to your kid. Like you're sending, you're sending, you're entrusting your child to to another adult that you believe is not only responsible but is going to teach them things that that they're not going to learn anywhere else, right? And and obviously so, you know, kind of on the funny side of it, right? But on the serious side, it's like, like there's nothing more fucked up than entrusting your child, to, especially being a being a father, right? Like, yeah. dude, I would, I don't even want to say what dude, I what I, I would do. I, that's, that, that's like, that's like I'll snap. I'll catch a case for that shit. Yep, I'm snapping. Yeah, that's, yeah, like, that's you, like you snap. I, dude, I, you know what it is though, is that it doesn't surprise me. And so I think like in some ways, this is why I, wouldn't sign my kids up for shit like this and leave them on their own because nothing about that shocks me. I'm surprised, dude, about male teachers. And listen, shout out male teachers. Like the high school ones and stuff don't weird me out as much. But if you're like a male teacher in elementary, you're fucking weird, bro. I don't like spending eight hours a day with my own kids. Like you're gonna tell me that you want to go spend it with twenty others? You know no what's way, funny, bro. man? I've never thought about that. <laughs> no way. But bro. but I will say that when my when my when my sons have had male teachers in elementary school and i don't know why i've always found it weird yeah it's and, weird. and although they, they've really so like the the reports back that i've got the reports that i've gotten back from my kids is that they love the guy right like they like they was he they, they they were they were good teachers 
there's not that many of them. A, but there was there was something about when when I when I when I saw that it wasn't a woman. It's fucking odd to me that it was just yeah that it yeah, was like if you're a math strange. teacher, science in middle school or or high school, okay, fine. But elementary man, you're, you're yeah, that shit's weird to me. Dude, I didn't have a male teacher until seventh grade. Yeah, if you're not a gym teacher, that's odd. Oh yeah, sorry, it was a gym. <laughs> yeah, teacher. Yeah, yeah, sorry, like, gym like, teacher yeah, before that. Yeah, male yeah, gym. Yeah. T- I've had male gym teachers and maybe a music. But teacher. But it's only for like it's only for like an hour. But yeah, correct. It's only for like an hour. <laughs> or or I had the eccentric like music teacher who right. you like this guy is a little <laughs> off the wall for sure. <laughs> had those guys, but I'm always leery about anybody like that. So nothing about the Boy Scouts like. That doesn't surprise me at all. Yeah, no, it's it, a shame it just, though, because like you said, people entrust their kids and they think they're learning these skills and and these values and all. And that dude, stuff. and 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 the voice, like like forget about this this the 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 crap, right? Like the guys or boys do learn a lot of and and they, yeah, they sure girls do, talk, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why does it rise like that? It wasn't like that before. <laughs> Touch it again. <laughs> you can milk these too. <laughs> Touch it again. Watch it spit. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to teach you survival. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, it's so fucked up. Dude. <laughs> That's so fucked, dude. I've oh never felt so God. bad. I don't think I've ever felt so bad about laughing. So about is something. it eighty-two thousand in what time frame? That I don't know. I'm I'm not sure, but I know that there's something about the fact that they've filed bankruptcy. Oh, that's um, protection, dude, against the lawsuits. That's what it is. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, but but it's also like I think it's allowing like I think the people that 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 accuse them like they don't have to go to court, sit there and testify about everything that happened to them. So it's essentially, it's it's almost like a like a like a win win. So they're gonna settle with these guys. They're gonna right. So okay. you just like file your case. We're gonna settle. So I'm wondering like, how many dudes are going like, wait a minute, I don't have to go up there and say anything. Yep, I got my last. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a scam. Damn, how much they touch me? How much they paying? How much they paying? How much they paying? But dude, one one <laughs> he taught me how to tie a knot <laughs> with my penis. <laughs> Dude, one one fact, man, that they were saying was that that the cases um, could exceed the number of cases made against the Catholic Church. Wow, which man. is and the Catholic Church case was was wild. crazy, dude. And I got a solution for the Catholic Church shit, but nobody comes to me for the answer. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> wonder why? Enlight, enlighten me, please, bro. So you got these? You they live in these convents, right? Like or or whatever inside the church, they live in these facilities, right, with okay. the priests and the nuns. Just like once a week, have like a sinful Saturday and just let them fuck each other. Like, ah, it's just insane to me, man. And like, let me tell you, man, I was raised in a Catholic. Let church. them sleep with each other. Like, <laughs> I was a, I was an altar boy from like from the time I was in like third grade to like eighth grade, right? Um, Are you about to make a confession? No, no, no confession. No, no. I want to, I want to speak on the other side, man. The, the, the priest that we that, that I had with me was was amazing. Like the dude was, you know, good guy, man. And I think that's that's the cases. In in most, you know, I don't it's know, just eighty some thousand is not most, 80, bro. That was that's, what, I mean, 80, that's two thousand was. The, so you figure he was the exception to the rule. Well, I don't know what. Well, I, don't, I don't know what the number was for the Catholic. Church. Oh, the Catholic Church one's massive, dude. Was it like massive, was it like like fifty k? 
No, dude. It I mean, was, e- it was even, bigger. Even, yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't even. Because, man, think about it. It's like a lifetime of things. Like, And then I think what makes it worse with the Catholic Church, and I don't know, the Boy Scouts probably don't have this, but the cover-up that went into it, where they were literally oh, just... Oh, you know what? I did see that. I saw There was a movie on that. Yeah, yeah. Day, spotlight. Right? Spotlight. Spotlight. Yeah, the whole yeah, movie. But, yeah, but there, there was a massive cover-up. Dude, you can go look up the articles. There's like... Uh, they essentially would like uh, um, relocate priests and deacons and all right. that stuff to other places so that they couldn't be tried. Like, they would literally move them either to a new city or new country or new whatever like they would find and then just sweep this shit under the rug but and you know what so like I, they knew I they wonder, enabled it essentially but i wonder how many like you, you figure if it's it's the guys that that are that, that that are doing it and 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 not being held accountable and they're doing it over and over and over like how many people or how many how many children do those that this one guy affect yeah, man. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, like, 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 it's like over, like it's one guy with a hundred kids over, over a career, right? Yeah, those motherfuckers get old too, man. Yeah, dude. Yeah, because I did, I did like my communion and my, and my it was old dude, right? It was always a mo- actually, man. Our deacon, yo, he was pretty dope, but we tortured that poor guy. But he was younger, and I remember specifically asking him, like, "Damn, dude, like, you, like you don't see sister so and so, and every once in a while, wanna like." And this dude was so cool about it, man. Like he right. would like kind of like uh, uh, kill it, and then just be like, "No, you know, I dedicated my life to like this, this," and we right. like we know, but. Like you not not once, man. You ain't walk by the bedroom and seeing so and so in her nineties and been like, hey. <laughs> he, he wouldn't go for it, bro. This is like twelve year old me being an asshole. <laughs> you haven't changed much. <laughs> Damn, dude. So, uh, fuck, man. That's sad. Dude. Like I said, I don't even know how I would like that should happen. To no, kids. man. That's that. That's crazy. But they did like. Like I said, they did the 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 fondling. They're talking about like exposure to pornography. They're talking about like forced anal and oral sex, um, and then like even like there was some some stories where they were saying like the person in charge was almost using this as like a rite of passage, almost like how you earn like your merit badges and shit. Like using that to go like, yo, like you want the badge? Like you gotta fucking <laughs> gotta earn do, your dick sucking you badge. <laughs> <laughs> How bad you want this side of me bad, Timmy? (laughs) Dude, it's so fucked up, man. (laughs) I don't know if I should be laughing or crying. Wild man, a little bit of both. You gotta laugh to keep from crying, man. This shit is sad. Oh. Damn. All right, man. I think that's all I got, man. Holy shit, man. Tell them where to find. Yeah, let's end that on a high note. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, if you guys are not into dark humor. Like, just don't tune in ever. Yo, again. don't sign your kids up for the Boy Scouts, man. And, uh, man, shout out to you guys uh, uh, for listening, commenting, hitting us up. Uh, with, yo, I saw some people trying out our drinks uh, ideas that, oh, that we had yeah. on the podcast last week, man. Uh, that's fire, man. So uh, let us know. Uh, if you guys have any drink ideas for us, uh, follow us on IG, man, at the Carbon Footprint Podcast, on YouTube, at the Carbon Footprint Podcast on there. Um, yeah, man, comment, follow, like. Uh, yeah, let us know what you think, man. We we do try to take that and embed it somehow into what we talk about. And, and Sean and I, I know we text all week about stuff that you guys say or hear or like, hey, here's what we could have done better or whatever. So like, or, or, or you know, like uh, just ideas that maybe you guys brought to us or points that, that we, that you made that maybe we didn't touch on. I know somebody called me out last week on calling uh, uh, Bob Eisner. And it's Michael Eisner. It's my. It's Michael yeah, Eisner. So yes, you, you combine the two. I combine them. Listen, I was making one powerful CEO. All right, he was like the Avenger of CEOs. But but uh, yeah, man, shout out to you guys, man. Thanks for listening. Yeah, absolutely. And then uh, those of you who are on Apple, 
um, on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a leave us a, a, a you know a, a comment, a review. Um, let us know how we're doing. Um, that that'll that'll help us out. Know help us to know you know if we're going in the right direction or if we need to you know stop talking about young boys and boy scouts <laughs> but, time. but we but we appreciate you guys yo and then like i said the drink ideas i know uh yamil thanks for hitting, hitting me up let me know about the about the drink from last week so if y'all try this stuff out or if you got things for us to try let us know yeah hell yeah let us know man down to try it we'll catch y'all next week peace peace <laughs>